This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about how the Redskins are three and zero versus the teams that are actually in the NFC Championship. Portis's comments from the week, Redskins coaches' retirements, and much, much more. Live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 yo! What's up, y'all? Yo, yo, yo! What's happening? Yo! Welcome to episode number one hundred and fifty-five, Harry Hog Football. The original Bam. Redskins fans podcast. Podcast. That's a hundred second favorite. Second favorite episode. That's a hundred. Number one hundred. And Mr. Nichols episode. Mr. Nichols. <laughs> I'm just gonna get Josh like a custom jersey from Redskins.com that says "55 Mr. Nichols" on the back. <laughs> are you guys ever gonna let the Are you ever gonna let the Mr. Nichols thing drop? Seriously. No. No. Maybe we'll just put. You know what? Here we folklore now, though. I'm putting a kibosh on it because he wasn't even a, a Redskin when he was Mr. Nichols. Well, he, he wasn't. So next week is going to be your second favorite episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know what would be hilarious though is if so, we did get Josh Jersey and it said Nichols on the back and it was like N I C H O L S Nichols. No, dude. I want a '56 jersey that says Mr. Nichols on the back. Just because it's <laughs> like Mr. written out, Mr. Yes, Mr. Nichols. Like all one name, you know, like the longest name in football kind of thing. Like Hushmagada, Dada, Badaba, Dibadooba, whatever. <laughs> Championship. Championship. <laughs> anyway. Did you guys watch any of those uh, playoff games last weekend? Oh, yeah, there were some good ones on there. I, I did saw, indeed. I saw the controversial game one. between the um, Ravens and the Titans. I saw the second half blowout of the Steelers in my buddy Norv Turner's Chargers. Did anyone think the Chargers could actually win that game? No. Although I gotta say, I gotta say, I'm impressed with that guy, that running back Sproles, who's uh, he's tiny. He's I, tiny. Dude, he's so fast. Looks so like quick. a baby. Yeah, but he's so quick. I mean, you know, for uh, Ladanian Tomlinson to be out and him to come in and run like that, and you know, that's that's his t- it's his time to prove, man. And he's he did some pretty good proving. Dude, he stepped up. You're right. He did. He sure did. Anywho, and anyway, I saw that game. I saw the um, Cardinals Eagles get no, not Cardinals Eagles. That's coming up. I saw the <laughs> Cardinals. Uh, Who did they beat? Oh, yeah, the Panthers. What did I say about that game to you before it started, Aaron? No, what did I say to you? I said the Cardinals were going to win. The Panthers are going to whoop up. Dude, you're lying. You I said that Arizona basically had no chance. Dude, you know you're lying. I said the Cardinals were going to no, win. No, I'm not. And I said, dude, I think that the Cardinals are going to win, especially if Jacob DeLone has another one of those poop the bed Brett Favre games like he, he is apt to do because he's so overrated. John. So what John, you're totally not telling the full truth here. What really happened was, as I said, I think the Cardinals are going to win, and John said they could if Jake DeLome has another one of those games. And then afterwards, I was like, dude, I told you. And he, you were like, yeah, but you didn't give me a reason. I gave you a reason. <laughs> <laughs> dude, you didn't qualify your speech. Here's a reason. <laughs> I'm dude, that's sorry. Like, that's like when you like to say things like, 
<laughs> Dude. All right. Sorry. I should have. I, I should have clarified it and said, I think the Cardinals are going to win because they're going to have more points at the end of the game than the Panthers. <laughs> Can you describe why you won this game? Well, we scored more points than the other team. <laughs> That's, that's all the, that needs to be said. That's the main reason. <laughs> Scoreboard. Scoreboard. Anyway, I'm hoping that the Cardinals can whoop up on the Eagles come um, Sunday. Eagles. I'm really looking forward to that. The Eagles. And there's a Eagles. bunch. For once, dude. How is it? For once. How this, is it the Redskins finished 8-8 eight and, eight, and yet we are 3-0 and against the two teams that are left in the NFC? Dude, that's just part of our affliction as Redskins fans. And it's, dude, it's because, like I always say, and we do this every year, we lose to the teams that we should beat, and we win the games that are supposed to be tough. Dude, we've done this ever since North Turner was the coach. Like, he brought this affliction to the Redskins. It's the problem. We still haven't been able to get rid of it. Let me just tell you why 2009 is going to be the year for the Washington Redskins. Oh. It's pretty easy. Have you ever had a good scotch? Um, Absolutely. When you go get a good scotch or or even a good bourbon, let's just talk bourbon for a. And plus, Aaron Aaron lives in, uh, you know, around Louisville, Kentucky. Kentucky exactly. Um, you have a good bourbon. When you have a good bourbon, you know the difference between a say a twelve year or an eighteen year. Well, it's been eighteen years since the Redskins have really had a, you know, an an excellente extravaganza of a postseason. All right. Um, so, uh, okay. So that's why? That's why. That's why. That's it. The Redskins, so the Redskins are like a fine, a fine bourbon. Sweet. You think the Redskins are finally going to come in each year? That's right. Because they could, yeah, they're coming out of the oak barrel. That's right. It's time for them to come out of the oak and onto the gridiron. Well, me and John were so talking. Do you think Clint Portis is going to be a part of that team? Um, these are all things, topics of discussion. What were, uh, speaking of Clinton Portis, what were his comments this week? John? Well, Clinton Portis got on the uh, radio, and, you know, it's the off season, so everyone's, you know, kind of in their little break mode and, and everything, and, and Clinton Portis decided to go back out and uh, complain about his role on the Washington Redskins and, and the fact that they seemed to pass more in the second half and he didn't get to run the ball as much. And um, basically had a big session, again, on the radio. And uh, um, I don't know. I think someone needs to throw him into his office and be like, you need to shut up and quit complaining in the media. Can I put my like, two cents in on this? Mess in house. Can I put my two cents in on this? First sure. of all, Clinton Bordas, as awesome as you were in the first half of the season, be it because of the offensive line, your nagging injuries, or some other reason that we don't know about. The run was shut down in the second half of the season. Shut down even by the likes of, like, the 49ers. So, and I will also like to point out in Jim Zorn's defense that they still tried... In Jim Zorn's defense, I have to point out that he still tried to establish the run in every single one of those games. And you were getting two yards of carry, dude, in the second half. So, I mean, how much 
complaining can he do? It's not like he wasn't getting the ball. Good point. So I'm going to go read some of the quotes that they uh, came from that. Sure, go ahead. Um, all right. He said, uh, but actually, uh, maybe this is, uh, I wish you could read it because you do a much better code for us. But to be in week nine of the season and five yards away from a thousand, you have to end of the third quarter, and all of a sudden you can't get five yards in the game because they all are trying to win the game. What does that mean? What? Is he so upset that he didn't get five more yards in a game to pass a thousand yards? He was more concerned about him passing a thousand yards than the team actually winning a football game. Mm. Isn't that selfish? And he also said, if you're finished and you can't even get to 1,500 yards, you know, I mean, you want to have hope, but is it really hope? You're telling me in seven games I couldn't get 500 yards after I was 300 yards above all competition in week nine. Well, I don't know if that um, comment right there is so much about him or the coach. Maybe he's just cutting on the offensive line. I think, well, I don't know. But uh, there's a whole lot of, uh, you can't get me yards. You can't get me milestones. Um, there's not a whole lot of, I didn't get to score more and help us win games in this, in this uh, statement. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a pretty cowboy-like statement there. Dude, you could look yeah, at it. You could I, look at it the other way, though. I mean, was he really saying, "Man, I'm at fault for a lot of this stuff too"? Because I didn't, I couldn't even produce five yards in one week or another 500 yards after seven more weeks. So I, I'm, you know, I didn't help this team win. He didn't know? say I mean, that. He said you didn't get me, dude. But you have to take that into sort of a the lingo of the. Whatever. Of a superstar who feels like he's carrying the team on his back. I mean, we're not. None of us are questioning his heart and his uh, commitment when he's on the field. Yeah. No one plays harder than Clinton Fortis when he's in the game. We exactly. all know that. But uh, we need to shut up and keep this kind of stuff in-house. And I'm, I don't know because, of course, we haven't really heard anything about it since. So hopefully someone did do that. But uh, I don't know, if you look at... Uh, you look at other teams, like, that have people that complain like this all the time, like the Bengals, what have they done? Other than beat us this year. Uh, the Cowboys haven't won a playoff game in, in 10 years or so. Um, the Patriots. Do you ever hear anyone from the Patriots bitching about anything in the media? Um, um, yeah, Randy Moss. Yeah. Especially when they yeah. cheat with video cameras. No, other than that, I mean, players. Like, like when did Randy Moss? Yeah, Randy Moss came out and complained, like, once. Yeah. Some guy came out and said that Bill Belichick didn't wash under his arms really good, and he stunk when he wore those cut-off sweatshirts. Nasty. Seriously? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. The teams that, 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 you know, the teams that, that seem to have a consistent winning philosophy in recent history, you don't hear a lot of complaining by players, especially the same player, over and over and over again. They pull that player in the office and they say, I don't care that you're the superstar of the team. You need to shut up. Mm-hmm. And part of the problem here, I think, is that because Clint Force is such a superstar and he's like, I don't know, maybe he just feels like he's got, Dan Snyder's got his back over everything and he feels like he can do whatever he wants and maybe he's right. Well, let's put it this way. The offensive line in the second half of the season sucked. Yeah, we know that. And we know Clint Portis was not happy with them because he called them out early in the season. Maybe he's just frustrated, dude. He did have I'm like 100 injuries. 
Anyway. I hope that's what it is. But I got to say, I haven't heard anyone else come out since the season is over and complain about stuff. Anyway, moving forward, Rennie Simmons, the Redskins' most recently tight ends yeah, coach, coach, has called it quits, moved into retirement, and as John put it in the itinerary, moves to the front porch and his rocking chair. So, He's at the, uh, the lemonade and get off my lawn stage. So, what coach is he? He was the tight ends coach. He was uh, your favorite position, the tight ends coach. <laughs> Dude, seriously. Why? WWCD, man. What will Cooley do? What would Cooley do? I did see something here recently about Cooley where uh, he was captured on the, uh, the kiss cam with his wife at Capitals game. Oh, really? Were they kissed? And they, well, they kissed when they were on it because you know they put that up and it'll be like kiss cam on the show a couple. Uh-huh. And then the couple like, oh, let's kiss. Or they look really uncomfortable because they're not really a couple. Or they're <laughs> brother and sister. Brother and really sister, brothers. and they do it anyway. And mother, <laughs> and or they just got in a fight. <laughs> or they just got, or the woman's uh, really mad because the guy behind her just spilt beer all over her, so she doesn't really feel like kissing. Right, right. So anyway, they were on there, and I saw a little thing he put on his blog about that. Simmons was the, uh, the tight ends coach, um, and he's sitting there. Um, hopefully, he won't be, be uh, falling to one side of his chair with his, his uh, three Super Bowl rings from the uh, first two games around. Speaking of, he has one back when he was a, uh, I think he was the, I think he was the wide receivers coach. First time around, first time around, he was wide receivers coach and uh, uh, and offensive line coach of all things. Dude, you know. Speaking of um, assistant coaches. I saw that, um, and I've never seen this before, that the Redskins denied Jerry Gray um, the right to interview with other teams. Did you see this? They denied it. They denied it, huh? Yeah, they blocked. You know how they're usually like, the Redskins give permission to Greg Williams to interview with other teams. They denied they're like, sorry, dude, you can't interview. It's a contract thing. It's it's in his contract. You can deny, in the NFL, you can deny any coach an interview with another team unless that, unless that permit, position they're interviewing for is a promotion. So obviously he has not been uh, given the opportunity. The ones they're denying him for are not, um, are not promotions. I thought it's... Dude, I it thought would be a lateral, dude. It would be like a lateral. A lateral. Yeah, but yeah. I thought it said that they he wanted to interview for a defensive um, coordinator position. I don't know. I haven't heard about that myself. Anyway, it was on Google News today. So you guys check that out if you're interested in that story. Those of you who are diehard and listening to us after our season is over. Um, And moving forward, let me see here. Um, in economic... Uh, news this week. Uh, Dan Snyder laid off 20 employees from the Redskins. Hopefully one of them was that beer guy on the upper deck that John loves. I hate that guy. And in other economic rules, this I thought was pretty hilarious. (laughs) I thought this was pretty hilarious when I read the article that said that the Redskins ticket prices will remain the same next season because... Of the troubled economy. Not because no one's buying the tickets because the Redskins suck for the 18th straight year. The troubled economy. Right, right. Um, 
All I have to say is that the, uh, I had to revise this on the website a little bit because I had to put up the record that the Redskins had had since Jack Kent could die. I forgot the team was kind of in a limbo with his son for a little while. But the, uh, the Redskins record since Daniel Snyder bought the team in 99 was 78. And, um, if you include the playoffs, that's 80 and 87, which is a .479 winning percentage. Which is a what? Four what? Point four seven nine winning percentage, which is under five hundred. Which means, dude, if you look at what if you look at what Jim Zorn did in his first year, he's doing better than everyone else since uh, Dan Snyder's bought the team, or he's about average, a little bit higher. Well, pretty much, um, he's actually ahead of the game, if, if you will. Yeah. Um, he contributed to five hundred. Yep, five hundred. So. Um, yeah, so Things are looking up. Fully, uh, I fully expect that they will uh, start charging your nine dollars for the burgers and probably ten or eleven for the beers. Um, and if you go to that beer vendor, you got to tack on a dollar and then you <laughs> call them out in front of the cops and you have to give you your dollar back. Or you just do what I did and just like take it anyway and don't pay them the extra dollar. Yeah. But anyway. So yeah, apparently the ticket prices are going to stay the same and. Of course, there's still a million people on the waiting list, if you still believe that um, myth. Yeah, we've called that out also, because I'm on the waiting list three times, and I get multiple letters, and they always come in groups of three. So it's not like you have multiple letters throughout the year. I get groups of three throughout the year, like usually three times, I think. Two or three times a year, I get groups of three letters, and they all say the same thing. These tickets are available right now. Dude, you know what I'm upset about? All right, first of all, we had season tickets. What season? Was it 2006? Or yes. Se- okay. 2007, we did not renew our season tickets because we couldn't sell the ones we couldn't use. And 2008, I got something in the mail from the Redskins around about April that said, We want you back. Your season tickets are being held. What is that? Yeah, like what happened to the waiting list if they already want me back after one season? And then... And then, um, you know what I'm really upset that we didn't keep last year in 2008 after we had already not kept our season tickets for a year? We came up for season tickets for parking passes, which might have been a good investment to hold on to because we could always get rid of those. Really? Interesting. But that, nice. that's gone by. Well, we are just a bunch of dummies, dude. Yeah. Um, so especially especially with the uh, parking lot debacle they got going on right now at the stadium. Anyway, enough negative talk about our favorite team. I think this would be a good point to put hail to the Redskins in the um, podcast to bring us back up a bit. There you go. Put that in, and then let's go.
All right, that brought me back up. Woo! Go Redskins 09. We're winning it this year. No excuse. Dude, that made me feel really good. Yeah, I'm pumped. It made me feel nice and warm inside because if you live pretty much anywhere in the United States right now, it's damn cold. (laughs) Dude, it was like three degrees here today. It's not even going to make it up to freezing here in uh, Southeast Virginia tomorrow. It will be below freezing, and it doesn't get—it doesn't stay below freezing during the daytime very often in this region. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to read this email that we got from a um, friend, How our friend Howie, and I don't think it's Howie Long. Um, our friend Howie sent us in the, this email, and uh, can I just go ahead and read that on the show? Yeah, okay. Anyway, Howie writes, I have a buddy, Mike, who is a diehard Dallas fan, and I always go over and watch one of the Redskins Dallas games with him. His son, Jamie, who is eight, likes the Steelers, but you know how that is at eight. I would always rib him and ask him why he wants to wear an ugly color coat like the Steelers, etc. So last year, I gave him a Redskins hat, and he will wear it whenever I come over. Then last night, I took my van to be repaired to one of Mike's friends and then hung out with them and watched him bowl, and he gave me a ride home. His son... Watched him bowl. You know, like the dude. Watched him bowl. Like the dude, dude. They're hanging out at the alley. Dude. Just think of dude and Big Lebowski, and it'll all make sense. He hung out with Donnie, and then he got a ride home with him. Donnie's son had his Steelers coat on, and I made a comment about it. He said a Redskins coat would be too expensive. I told him I could fix that. I have a real nice one at home that is too small for me. I did not think much of it at the at the time. It was like 6 in the evening and nothing else was said. So we get home at around 10, and as soon as we get to my house, Jamie says, can I get my coat? So now my diehard, <laughs> my diehard Dallas fan buddy has a son who will be wearing a Redskins coat and hat. I love it. Mike will probably not be speaking to me next week. Nice. Excellent. I like that story. Good story. Dude, I'm going to put that up on the uh, website for people to read, too. That's fantastic. Dude, Howie, good job. Good job, dude. <laughs> Excellent. You know, like, Howie's sitting there going, I believe the children are our future. <laughs> Keep them well and let them lead the way. Sounds like we need to, uh, you know what we need to do? We need to have folks write in um, their Redskins bedtime stories like that all the time. Yeah, and that way you can give them a sense of pride. Yeah, man. There's nothing like a good Redskins fan bedtime story to, you know, to cap the night off. Yeah, you can say that again. So moving forward in the itinerary. Let's block the field goal. Let's keep this show precise during the off season. That's our goal. And hopefully by the time the regular season rolls around, we'll even have some new sound effects. Ooh. Nice. Fancy. Sweet. Well, hopefully by the time next season rolls around, you'll actually have high-speed internet out there in uh, Kentucky, Hannah. Oh, yeah. That, available to you. Via white space, hopefully. Yeah, right. Yeah, if we need to that, we'll actually sound like we're involved in studio. I don't think it's going to happen that quickly. Hey, dudes, I know this isn't on the itinerary, but we need to throw this in. Yeah? What's that? And now, the NFC East Report. 
I know it wasn't on the on the itinerary because John was hoping when he made the itinerary that we wouldn't have anything to report in the NFC East because everyone would be blown out. Well, dude, don't expect me to do it because I have no idea what you want to say here. All right, here's the NFC East um, report. Well, I was hoping that there would be some injuries that there would no be there would not be any NFC East teams left. But apparently that was not a realistic expectation. So the Eagles, of course, moved on. And really, dude, Aaron, I think where you're going with this is that we actually have two old school NFC East teams in the, in the uh, championship game, do we not? Yes, we do. A couple old school teams, not Dallas, 1969. We have <laughs> a couple old school NFC East teams battling out, and that will be the greatest underdogs of all time. Most trampled on upon team in the NFC East history. <laughs> Arizona Cardinals going up against the never winning a Super Bowl. Philadelphia Punk <laughs> fans, Eagles. Eagles. The Eagles. Worst fans in America that have no idea how good they've got it. They booed Donovan McNabb from the moment he was drafted. And they booed him to this the year. moment he does everything. I mean... How many championship games have they gone to in the NFC East in this decade? This is going to be their fifth one. They don't appreciate it at all. And for a place that's never won a Super Bowl, um, baby steps, guys. Never. So anyway... I'm glad you brought that up about the uh, Arizona Cardinals. With that being said, who are we pulling for in this NFC East championship game? Uh, Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals. So, Harry Hog Football is in agreement. We're endorsing the Arizona Cardinals for the Super Bowl bound. For the NFC. For NFC East. We'll wait and see. NFC Championship, I guess that's what we're saying. What are the other options? They're either going to end up playing, you know, it's going to be. What are, what are the, you know, other options on the other side in the AFC at this point? Well. Or we get Steelers. Right. Or. And we got the uh, Ravens. That should be a good game, actually. I'm looking forward to both of these games this weekend. Looking forward to seeing them both, too. And uh, for me, honestly, I think I'm going to take the Steelers all the way through. Um, I would like to see the Steelers in there, but the Ravens' defense is fun. This game this weekend is going to be fun to watch. I don't Any of the teams actually, that go beside Actually, the Flacco's not a bad quarterback. Dude, he so stepped on the line in that game, I called it. Remember when Dude, I was telling I you about that? I saw it. Well, the replay. I don't think he did. They didn't show the replay, and I was like, he stepped on the line. And then, like, the next day, there's all these people like, he stepped on the line. But then I saw pe- the replay, like, two days later on ESPN. I was like, oh, he didn't step on the line. He didn't? No, I don't think he did at all. Okay, that's what I heard later on. But they didn't show the replay. And it was questionable. See, that's weak. It was questionable. He was close, wasn't he? Yeah, he was close. I mean, it, it, it was it was close, but not close enough to be like, dude, he didn't do it. Not like that horrible uh, no call in the Tennessee game. But I gotta say, you know, that one call killed them. But you know, they could have covered. I think it was Heath Miller caught that. They could have covered him better, and they also could have uh, stopped turning the ball over in the red zone. Yeah, they they lost. It was their own Tennessee fault. Tennessee totally lost that game. I don't think Baltimore won. Tennessee gave it away. Three fumbles in the red zone, dude. Or interceptions, yeah. you know, turning. I think it was two and a pick or something. I, I, I can't remember. Um, but I'm glad you brought up the Cardinals, the Arizona, formerly Phoenix Cardinals, formerly St. Louis Cardinals. 
uh, because I've complained on the show in, in, in episodes past. I'm like, dude, why did Arizona keep hitting the Cardinals? Dude, we it's talk- not like there's any Cardinals in Arizona, are they? But you know, I don't know because I've never been there. I don't know. Are but- there any Colts in Indianapolis? No. I don't yeah, know, but you know, I'll but, tell you one thing, dude. I yeah. wish they wouldn't keep Larry Fitzgerald and they give him to us. Oh, man. That dude is big time, isn't he? Oh, yeah. That, that dude. I, I knew this, but I never, like, put two and two together that it was the same exact franchise because I never knew that they were originally the Chicago Cardinals. Really? So they kept the name for old school reasons. Ah. Well, that makes I never knew it was, like, a, a, a unbroken chain. From what they were uh, reporting on on the on the, on, uh, the television, on the so television. that's why they kept the name. It's a historical name, so I'm all right. I'm down with that. That's cool. That's and just cool. like the Indianapolis Colts, you know, they kept the name from Baltimore. That's cool. That makes sense, dude. That makes sense. And we were called like the Boston Redskins, weren't we? And before that, the yeah, Boston. Why would just bring it back? Why would just bring back the Boston Braves? Yeah, the Washington Braves. I don't know, but you oh you need to report you you told me something interesting about the name that um, Danny the Danny has already trademarked for the Redskins. I found that interesting. Washington Warriors. He actually officially trademarked that for the uh, Arena Football League rights that he bought for the Washington area, of which there is no Arena Football team, um, and not just because they folded the league for this season because they can't afford to run it, but it really it sounds like he had no intention of. Of actually starting an arena team, he just wanted to keep someone else on the, you know, he got the next internet competition. Right. And you made a good point that if they ever make him, you know, with like all these, um, in the times of being politically correct that are upon us, if um, they ever make him change the name of the Redskins, that he could possibly use that as the name. He could use Washington Warriors. Well, the only they're not they're not. I don't think there's any lawsuits that can pass at this point that I can think of. Like, everything's been defeated as far as making him change the name. The lawsuit that it sounds like that got defeated because the people were too old to bring it, um, <laughs> I think is what it was, is, is that the name, oh, what was it? The name is disparaging, and then you can, so you can't use it. You cannot trademark the name. So therefore, the name would go untrademarked, and people can use the Washington Redskins logo and name and all this merchandise, and not have to pay the Danny his royalties. So, in other words, yeah, it wouldn't make it. It wouldn't have anything to do with making him change the name, like legally. It would be hurting him in the pocketbook. Oh, I got you. So you'd see like like ten times more. There's because it is all about the money with him. So you'd see like ten times more that like. Five dollar Redskins shirts outside the stadium, type stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I still thought yeah, that was an interesting. By the way, the Redskins were uh, ranked in Forbes this year as a one point five three billion dollar franchise. So uh, it's not like he's hurting for money. So I mean, we can buy it for one million dollars. I, I I can't do that kind of math. If everyone can kick Maybe in one dollar, everyone gives a dollar. <laughs> if every Redskins fan in the country. <laughs> Gave a dollar, we could buy the team. What are we waiting for, dude? Seriously. Get on that, and then it would be the Harry Hog Tribunal. Hey, dude. Actually, if you think about it, if every how many Redskins fans do you think are in the country? Uh, not that many. 
How many millions? Not enough to buy the team. Two million? Say there are two million, million, six million probably. Say there's six million know. Redskins fans in the country. If every one of them gave how much, John, would we have enough to buy the team? Because you're Mr. Math. To buy the team for one point five eight billion? Yeah. Um You got six million people kicking in on it here. Six million? I don't think it's that many. I would say four to five million. All right, let's just say five million. What's the math, John? Okay, five million. We got time. Uh, <laughs> we'll wait. <laughs> oh, hold on, dude. All right, go ahead. Tell me what it is, John. Five million times times. Um, I hear you typing it in. I think fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred dollars would give us. No, that would be way too much. That would give us seven point five billion. <laughs> we don't need that much. We don't need that much um, unless we're going to pay Jason Taylor to play again next year. Let's see, five million. <laughs> I hear his typewriter like typewriter. <laughs> um, carry the one. John, you're so great at math. They'd be, Josh isn't even ru- ch- chiming in because he doesn't want to get joked. <laughs> Dude, all I know is um, if everybody gave a dollar, we could buy the Redskins. I mean, I've said it. What else do I need to say? If six million of you gave a dollar, that'd be six million. I think everyone would have to give about a little over $300. See, think I'm about it. That is not undoable. Why don't we start a campaign to buy the team and then make everyone own it just like the Green Bay Packers do? We'll start it on Facebook. We'll do Facebook for a cause. Buy the Washington Redskins. Kick in. $300 donations. All we need is 6 million people to do it. If, if 5 million people give $350 each, we will have $1.75 billion, which will allow us to not only buy the team, but also maybe open up some like bars and restaurants, and maybe even get a uh, get a uh, metro line to the stadium. Yeah, dude. And if they name yeah. us like president of the team, then over the next four or five years, we could get that money back to them, and they would still own the and, team. You know, the economy's dropping. We might even be able to to to, to get a better deal. So for three hundred dollars, if there are indeed five million Redskins fans in the nation, we could buy three hundred fifty. Three hundred fifty bucks. Three hundred fifty. We could buy the Washington Redskins and put this bogus owner to rest. Come on, dudes. There's got to be some accountants and stuff out there. There's got to be some accountants out there and stuff that know how to get this ball rolling. So let us know here at Harry Hog Football. We're all in for it. In fact, I think we need to put something up on the website that says, let's buy the team. Like a logo. All right. I don't see it happening. but uh... You know. If you can't win with the current owner, buy him out. Something like that. Someone said that a ways back. Anyway, moving forward <laughs> in the podcast. Like that once. Uh, <laughs> somewhere in some universe. So basically, we can buy the team if the price is right. $350 per Redskins fan. Okay, moving forward. It's time 
once again for Tom's Trivia. Hey guys, it's Tom calling another episode of Tom's Trivia. Sorry I've been so out of touch the last few weeks. Just been crushed with work and then with uh, Christmas and New Year's and birthdays for a couple of my kids. It's just been sort of a crazy time period. I haven't even listened to the podcast. It's been awful. I really got to get back into it. Um, so I don't really know where we left off. I don't know if you guys have answered my questions for me since I've dropped the ball here. I believe the last question I asked was who was the last uh, Redskins coach to sweep the Eagles in his first season. Uh, if that was it, you guys haven't answered it. It was Bill Austin in 1970. Um, and, uh, 71, I forget the year, 71. And, uh, uh, Dave from Michigan, of course, got the answer right. Um, what's, you know, what's shocking there. Um, all right, the next question for this week. This is on the heels of the, uh, Eagles getting ready to play the Cardinals, uh, in Arizona this weekend. Go Cardinals, by the way. Um, not that I need to point that out to everybody listening. But uh, the question is, in case you guys haven't <laughs> realized the obvious, that the Redskins went 3-0 against uh, the Cardinals and the Eagles this year. So we were, we swept the um, the uh, NFC Championship team. Uh, I don't even know if this has actually happened before. I have to look it up. But it's, it's a question that came to me, and I will look it up, and maybe the answer is never. But when was, if ever, the last time the Redskins had swept? I guess the way to phrase it is, and then, yeah, swept or undefeated against the um, both NFC Championship teams. Uh, this can't be one we didn't play, the other one we beat, or we were Redskins were one of them and the other team was, you know, we beat. Two teams that are not the Redskins playing in the NFC Championship game in which the Redskins beat them both and never lost to them during the regular season. I'm not sure if that happened. I'm going to look it up right now. You'll have an answer next week. I'll have an answer next week. And I will go from there. So um, I'm torn between the Steelers and the Ravens. I really don't like the Ravens because apparently everybody in Baltimore hates the Redskins, and that's just rubbing off on me now. Uh, Steelers, they've won their fair share, and they're stuck in the 70s when they were all taking steroids and cheating. So, um, but, you know, they got a good team, and they're always in the championship team, so good for them. And uh, I'm, what I'm absolutely sure of is I don't want the Eagles to win, although I was rooting for them last week. didn't want the Giants either. So I figured the Eagles would take out the Giants. There's no way the Cardinals would have taken out the Giants. So Eagles take out the Giants, and then the Cardinals take out the Eagles. So hopefully my master plan will come into play, come into effect. And uh, right, we'll go from there. All right, well, uh, enjoy the games tonight this uh, this weekend. Sunday is typically the best football day of the year. It's usually much better than the Super Bowl. And uh, if it's Eagles-Ravens, I'm not watching. So this might be my last football of the year. All right, talk to you guys later. Okay, uh, thanks, Tom, for the uh, Tom's trivia from last week. Uh, last week's question was actually asked by Josh. And, Josh, did you get any winners from yours? We, we did, and it's no surprise, I think, that uh, David from Michigan was the first winner coming in on, on this. And, uh, hey! Dude, David practically has this thing in the bag, statistically speaking here. Statistically speaking here. So is it over then? Is he too far ahead for anyone else to win? Since uh, there's only one more week. Uh, yeah, I have to do the I have to do the tally. We might want to let John do the tally. Yeah, we'll <laughs> let John do the tally. Um, we, 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 we will officially call this. We will officially call this. Basically, if everybody sends me a dollar, 
that. Oh wait, um, we, will <laughs> we, we will officially call this for David for Michigan next week after John, um, our wonderful accountant from the firm of uh, what is it? Michigan How um, has uh, basically done the tally on this. But uh, right, I'm, I'm looking for our our, our buddy uh, Danny, longtime listener, to send me the stats on that because I believe we did a. We did front that position to him and, right. uh, to tally those up for us. That's right. Um, also, you guys will studies. you guys will notice um, when you go to the website that David is on the couch with us because he did win not only this week but he's won the past few weeks. Um, his ugly mugs on the couch with us this week. Um, so, congratulations. We apologize for that. By the way, the, the answer from last week, I don't know if, if it was, um, we haven't said it yet, right? No. It was uh, Matt Turk, the, uh, um, he was what? He was a punter. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and the only brother... one to go to the pro. I think he still played this year, yeah. And I think he was playing this year. I swear he was kicking for someone this year. Are his brother was still, was on the team oh, too. Remember, he was the long snapper. His brother was on the team, but his brother died. Yeah, his brother really? died. He was the long snapper yeah. before um, the uh, red snapper. Who is still snapping strong at 37, and I'm sure we'll sign his typical one-year contract for like the league minimum. Look him up and be like, instead of whatever it is for him this year, like 750 thousand, they need to be just like, dude, you earned a cool million. (laughs) (laughs) No, they'd have to raise the ticket prices to do that. (laughs) Can't afford to pay him that. He just snaps. Come on, dude. Anyway. yeah, so congratulations to Dave for that also. And um, you're, you will be able to check the website, and your mug should be on the couch by now, I think. Yes. And um, yeah, congratulations. I wanted to point out what Tom was talking about, about this whole um, Ravens, whatever, the teams that are left. And I wanted to point out that I was talking to this Cowboys fan, and he was like, man, I'm glad that the Eagles beat the Giants. And I was like, why, dude? I hate the Eagles more. And he was like, well, why do you think, dude? Because if the Eagles or if the Giants would have won, the Cardinals would have had to go and play in Giant Stadium in like five degrees. And there's no way they're going to win that game. At least this way, the Eagles have to go play in Arizona. And I was like, oh, yeah. So basically right now for one time in a very long time, Redskins fans are kind of aligned with Cowboys fans. (laughs) We want the Eagles to get beat. Sort of way. But didn't the Cardinals go eight and eight? That's how you're reaching, dude. Yeah, there's, they had the same record as us. Yes. They were eight and eight. They won their division, and now they're going to have the championship game. The championship game is a home game. I know. You know, their fans are like, "What? Sweet." <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think that pretty much. Well, all those people would say that would say that they need to change the playoff system. I think the playoff system is perfect, just the way it is. Oh yeah, that, you know, that's just the luck of the draw. You're gonna have good divisions and bad divisions every year. Not to mention, if an eight and eight team makes it to the championship game, why don't they deserve to have the um, game at yeah, the stadium? They deserve it just as much as the Eagles do. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, we beat the Eagles twice. The Eagles were like. And? The Eagles were like what, two and four in the division. Seriously, and the the yeah, pretty poor. 
And the Cardinals won their division, so yeah, I think it needs to go to them. Anyway, with that being said. Where are you now? Where are you now? <laughs> Josh! <laughs> you missed your... Where's Josh? Where did Josh go? I had my phone on mute. I'm sitting here talking. Josh, you missed your cue! <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, why can't you guys hear me? What's going on? Um, Where is he now? <laughs> Let's try it again. Hey, Josh. Where are you now? <laughs> this one's where I'm <laughs> Where are you now? Um, this week's Where Are You Now? I'm go- I, you know, I had something else planned for this, but in light, uh, some new stuff has come to light, man. Um in light of, of some new things that have happened this past week, some new information, dude. Uh, this week's Where Are You Now? Washington Redskin is going to be someone slightly different. Um, Washington, this guy not only played for the Washington Redskins, but he also played for the Philadelphia Eagles and the Chicago the Bears. Um, he was a defensive end. For all three of these teams, uh, you guys probably know who I'm talking about because he's been in the news this week. Then again, you may have no clue. Uh, I am talking about Jamal Green. Jamal Green. Vaguely remember that guy. Just vaguely. I think I went to college with a guy named Jamal Green. Is he related well, to Daryl? No, that wasn't this dude. That wasn't this guy. Totally not this guy. Is he related to Daryl? Is he related to Daryl or Mike? Dude, he went to the U, okay, and he led his team in sacks. He helped them win the national championship in 2001. So he may have been there, and he may know, you know, Clinton Portis, Sean Taylor. And he played for the Redskins? Yeah. I don't remember. He was actually drafted by the Eagles. Then he was released, and he was picked up by the Bears. Um, And then he had had an injury and was picked up uh, by the Redskins uh, after that. Did he but, actually uh, play a game for us? Dude, but here's the funny yeah, here's the funny thing. Here's the Redskins connection, okay? Um during during a pre okay. I mean during a pregame show, Jamal Green and I, and I'm quoting here, discovered the US Border Patrol. Okay? The Border Patrol was at the game doing a pregame show with the national anthem. They were saluting at the game, and that was the first time Jamal Green had ever seen the Border Patrol, right? So he said, here he is, playing football for the Redskins. He looked at the Border Patrol guys and said, you know what? That's what I want to accomplish. So basically, he did. Are you serious? He moved to to El Paso, Texas, and he is now living the dream of Mr. Green. He is now a Border Patrol agent. Forget playing football in the NFL. I want to go patrol a border. Exactly. He had a lot of injuries in his career. So his career was definitely cut short. He had a lot of problems. Dude, get this. Dude, get this. But no, but listen, while he was at the Border Patrol Academy um, in Texas, he he got calls from the Oakland Raiders and the Houston Texans wanting them to come to their practice squads and, and, 
and, uh, you know, possibly come onto the team, and he declined. He basically said, no, my dream is to be in the Border Patrol. Uh, he said he's told them football, NFL was never my dream. He said it was basically a, basically it was a quick way for him to earn a free ride in school. Well, good for him for, you know, following his dreams. I think it's great, you know, it's good. I mean, for somebody to realize that and you, you think about it, if you play if you play in the NFL, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, man, he's an NFL player, blah, blah, blah. And then you can make a lot more money than a Border Patrol agent. Oh, yeah, sure, dude. I mean, what, what does a Border Patrol person make? I don't even know. I didn't even know there was a... drugs and money they find on the border. I didn't even know there was a Border Patrol Academy. I thought it was just a bunch of rednecks that just hung out by the border. No, dude. They're trucks. Serious. In trucks with, like, guns mounted to the back. All right, well, okay. That's a great way to end the podcast, dudes. Um... Congratulations to uh, Jamal Green for being the random, or sorry, the Where Are They Now Redskin of the Week. Congratulations to David in Michigan for uh, winning yet another uh, Tom's Trivia and getting his uh, ugly mug on the couch. And um, congratulations to both of the couch then, have you? Yeah. And congratulations to both of the teams. Aaron, Aaron, seriously, you haven't looked at the couch yet, have you? Today? I haven't looked since the podcast like started. Josh, put David on there. No. I will okay. after the podcast. So, well, all right. I just wanted to throw that Dude, out hold on, man. I have some more congratulations to go out here. Congratulations okay. right. to um, uh, Rennie Simmons on his retirement. And congratulations to both of the teams who we pretty much utterly destroyed and owned this season, making the UFC Championship dude. game. And even if they win the Super Bowl, um, they still couldn't beat us. And I think that's about it. Uh, to everyone out there, hail to the Redskins. And as always this week, dudes, as always, if you see a Cowboys fan, joke on! <laughs> Dude, who is this? I think he said Craig and Pittsburgh. Dude, I think he was, dude, I think it was Craig and Pittsburgh because he was like, it's Craig and Pittsburgh. He said, "I, John, I love you, man." Dude, somewhere he goes, I love you, man. <laughs> he said, I love you guys, or I love you, man, or something like that. What is that? I think it is Craig. Dude, Craig, if this is you, give us a ring and beating and let us know, man. <laughs> 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 give us a ring.